garbage. Three, three, and one. Garbage. You don't know what's going to happen there. They you, could be undefeated. They could be defeated. And you play the say. Patriots uh, tomorrow, which yep. will be a, uh, another loss for them. Um, Danny, we'll start now with uh, actual games. Thursday night, the Nick Mullen show. And uh, in what was supposed to be uh, a game that you really just wouldn't want to watch, you're only watching because it's the only game on on Thursday, right. Nick Mullen stole the show. He sure did. He looked pretty damn good. Um, is this more of him actually being a decent quarterback, or is this the Raiders who are in complete tank mode? They're fully committed to that tank. Is it that the Raiders were that bad defensively? I think it's a little bit of both. I think this is everything you heard. I mean, Joe Buck basically blew this kid live on national TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything you've heard, though, is that this kid, undrafted, uh, he's been a student, Vinny. He, he puts the work in. Um, he knows the playbook better than some of the coaches. Went to the same school as Brett Favre. Yes. This is somebody that has said, you know what, I'm going to beat the odds. And, and many people have uh, undrafted. I'm going to beat the odds, and I'm going to have a, an NFL career. And Listen, he's better than C.J. Breadhead already. So uh, you don't know with Garoppolo health coming back next year if he's going to be ready for game one. This kid has a legitimate shot here to be the quarterback heading into next season. This is his chance to make a name for himself, and he got off to a very good start Thursday night. Are we going to see Nick Mullins as the next Tom Brady, Tony Romo? Or, no. the, next, or the next Matt Flynn, who uh, had a one-game showcase and got paid for it and then never played again. I'm going to say better than Matt Flynn, but this is still not going to be Tony Romo, Tom Brady. Do you think he'll be a starting quarterback at some point in this league? It's been one game, so I don't want to blow that out of proportion. I think he's got he earned already the rest of the year because I think you don't really know what you have here. You know what you have in C.J. Brethead, and it is not good. Yeah, and uh, George Kittle owners like him as well. Yes. Uh, for anybody worried that he wasn't going to get the ball, he is the best option the 49ers have, and he's yep. American is one of the best tight ends as well. I agree with you. He's a top five tight end in fantasy football. Made a hell of a catch. Yeah. That was an amazing yards, catch. Right? And then they rewarded him with a touchdown when he went down yep. to one. That was pretty cool, especially for Kittle owners like myself. But um, On the other side of the ball, we were talking about uh, before we came on, and I said I felt bad for Carr, and you kind of said why. <laughs> he has scrubs playing with him. Jordy Nelson is washed up. Martavius Bryant is a blunt away from suspended for the for two years. Uh, Doug Martin was relevant four years ago. He, this and and Jared Cook is having a good season, but he's still a washed up tight end that another team didn't want. Derek Carr has scrubs as his weapons. He's getting paid like a win now quarterback, but they are in complete rebuild mode. They're in complete tank mode. In fact, I think they'll get the number one pick over the Giants because I think they're more committed to the tank than the Giants are. Um, they're bad, and I don't feel bad for Carr. I mean, it is what it is. Um, he's had some bad games. It's not like he's been great uh, like he was before he went down to that injury uh, a couple of years ago. He's had a couple bad games this year. He's sunk up some games. And um, listen, anybody who cries on the football field, and I don't care what anyone says, that man was crying. I don't have any sympathy for it. Be a warrior. Be a man. Be a football player. Vinny, John Gruden now has uh, he's gone in there. And we don't know what his intentions were. When he went for the hiring meeting, who knows what he said he was going to do or whatever. But he's basically broken this team down to the bare bones and some some uh, veterans still hanging on to relevancy. What's going to happen for John Gruden leaving Oakland or a winning program in Oakland? They got to give Gruden a chance to do the rebuilding, and they invest. But in is so he going to stay there? Uh, is he going to get fed up of this eventually? Ten-year deal. Ten-year deal. He can't just screw this team and walk out. He's got. How many years of the ten is he there? He's. I, I think all ten. No way. I think all 10. No way. I think uh, that's what he committed for. That's what he's going to do. And he's got a higher role than just the head coach. He's a big part of that team. Um, they're going to Vegas two years. But uh, next year, they're done in Oakland after this season. So, we'll see. I, I think he's a big part of that. He's got the three draft picks. Let's see how those picks build out for him. And let's talk some games tomorrow now, Vinny. Uh, your Chicago Bears travel to Buffalo. Spread is 10. It's a Nate Peterman game. So, uh DFS, I mean, the Bears are the defense you have to start in DFS because with Peterman starting, they could put up 20, that defense. Yeah, and I always say sometimes I like going against the public and hoping that defense stinks, but you cannot let everybody else get the points the Chicago Bears are going to put up against Nate Peterman and you not have them. So yeah. uh, they're 4,100 in DraftKings. Definitely fire them in there. Uh, listen, I also like Jordan Howard because I think this is going to be a out. I think they're going to be running the ball. When they run the ball, they actually give it to Jordan Howard. Right. The only time I'm actually going to praise that guy, because you guys all know I'm Team Cohen, but uh, Jordan Howard should be getting at least 20-plus uh, touches against the Bills as they milk the clock. So I like that. Love the Bears. Love them to cover. First half Bears, first quarter Bears, do it all. So Vinny, big time on the Bears. Spread is 10. I'm on the Bears as well for the game. Uh, you don't know about Allen Robinson, who's been limited all week. So uh, again, to just to emphasize what you said, if there's no Allen Robinson, I love the running backs even more, and I do think it's more of a Jordan Howard day. 
Uh, Khalil Mack might not play. You don't know. If he does play, I bet you he's out by half because I do expect <laughs> this to be a blowout as well. Does Peterman play the whole game is the question. I don't even know. Who's the backup right now? Is it, uh, well, Derek Anderson's in concussion protocol. Right, and they so picked up him. Matt Barkley. Yes, it is yeah. Matt Barkley. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I kind of want to see Matt Barkley at some point. And there were reports that the team him. was going to walk out or there was going to be some, I don't know, they were really, really pissed if they were to ever start Peterman. And here they are, they're starting Peterman. So I'm going to assume the team's not going to respond well around him as well. It's oh, going to be all theirs. Over under uh, half a player retiring at halftime. <laughs> Do I'll we take, see? I'll take the under. All right. But, but if someone does retire, take the Bills next week because they went out there and blew out the Vikings that's in Minnesota true. after that. That's so. true. Second game on the slate, Vinny. Uh, very interesting game, actually, if you ask me, is the Bucks and Panthers. Carolina given six and a half. And I'm going to take the Bucks, getting the points here. I am believing in Fitz Magic to at least keep it close. Absolutely. And I'm firing him up in Daily Fantasy as well at 5,500. We all know how this guy airs it out. And they have no run game, even though Peyton Barber actually had some sign of a decent game last week. But I do like the Bucks to at least cover this game. I think it's going to be competitive. I think the Panthers are going to play down. You know, it's a division game, and they're undefeated at home. But I'm riding with the Bucks with the points. I'm sure Carolina will edge out the win. But I definitely like Fitzmagic. I think he's a must-own with how much he throws the ball, like 50 attempts a game. It's great. Throws it downfield. Mike Evans owners, I yes, say it every sir. single week. He gives his best receiver the ball. Thankfully, God bless him. Uh, give me the Bucks though, to cover. I agree with you. I'm on that. It's too many points. Carolina uh, – Listen, they beat up a, a weird Raven team, and then they came back against the Eagles. So I'm still not buying into this team. At home, I agree they play down. They have a mediocre defense, and I think Fitzpatrick utilizes Evans, uh, the two tight ends, and uh, even Deshaun Jackson, deep threat. I think he has a nice day. I'm starting him in my season long. Maybe uh, Kansas City and Browns, and we get Baker Mahomes. So almost a rematch of two years ago, that awesome college game. Yeah, and that was a complete shootout, and uh, who knows what this one's going to be. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw 88 attempts in that game. Baker Mayfield won the trophy, of course. But um, that was a crazy game. This game, I don't know, it's the Browns the first game after Hugh Jackson, after Todd Haley. Uh, the coaches are all messed up. Uh, after a week, they only get used to the new coaches. How do you not pick Kansas City in this one with the points and everything? I agree with you. Eight points, it's almost like they're begging you to take Kansas City. And you, you heard everything this week. Hugh Jackson was on ESPN saying that Todd Haley just didn't want to change his playbook for a rookie quarterback. Um, there was clearly so much going on there behind closed doors. Now you put Greg Williams in there, who Greg Williams is a nut He is a lunatic. You remember it from Bounty Gate when he was in the Saints. Uh, now you're asking this lunatic to lead a rookie quarterback for the rest of the season. He's defensive-minded. I think Baker struggles the rest of the season. Um, the only good play out of this is I love Chubb the next two weeks, Vinny, because the Kansas City Chiefs give up the most yards to running backs, and next week he has Atlanta, who gives up the second most. So I'm buying Chubb he's getting here. touches, too. Yes, he and is. he's cheap on Daily Fantasy. He's only in, like, the, I think he's around 4,500 over there. So yeah, I have to give him a Pretty look. good value. Uh, I will take Kansas City as well, though, and I'll lay the eight on the road even though I'm wearing uh, the Browns jersey today. <laughs> Your birthday, you're wearing the Browns jersey. I am. Miles Garrett, baby. <laughs> and listen, we were all on Khalil Mack. Miles Garrett is putting in a hell of a fight for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, so. especially with Mack's injuries. Yes. Uh, Vinny, Jets, Dolphins, Miami giving two and a half here to the Jets. Yeah, um, this is uh, the Dolphins uh, ended up winning the first game, and they made the rookie make some mistakes. Now the Dolphins are home. Um, don't what the quarterback situation is going to be. Is Tannehill going to play? No, he's out the next Tannehill two. Tannehill is out, so it is it Brock, Brock Osweiler versus Sam Darnold. That's a pretty ugly matchup, if you ask me. I'm just going to ride the home team. Uh, wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Jets win this game. I'm just going to go with the home team. Give me the Dolphins. Uh, not too much to say here, Mike. I'm taking the Jets. Um, I just think Sam Darnold, he's due for a good game. You know, you want to play the odds here. He's had two struggles in a row with the Vikings, and the week before that uh, was who? The Bears, I think, right? So he's really struggled here. I think he finally gets a nice game. It's going to be nice weather out there. Uh, the Dolphins' defense doesn't scare me one bit. We're still talking about the Dolphins. I will take the Jets, taking the two and a half. Uh, Vinny, one of the games of the day, uh, division game, Steelers-Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore coming off an embarrassing loss, and they're laying three to the Steelers. I actually like the Ravens in this one, believe it or not. I know everybody's on the Steelers, and when you see Pittsburgh Steelers getting points, you automatically want to do that. But the Ravens, this is a must-win for the Baltimore Ravens. An absolute must win, maybe even for Joe Flacco. We all know Lamar Jackson yep. uh, behind him in the roster right there. Uh, the, the Ravens lost to the Saints. They lost to the Panthers. They lose to the Steelers. That's a division game, and they're going to lose three in a row. The Ravens have to go out there at home and play their best game against the, their division rival and get back in the mix of this AFC North division. So give me Joe Flacco's elite 
Ness and the Baltimore Ravens. They've lost three or four of the Ravens. It is a must win for them. However, they beat Pittsburgh already this season in Pittsburgh. I don't think they sweep the series, Vinny. So I'm going to take, uh, like the public here, I will take three points and I will take the Steelers to, uh, to win this game. Certainly cover uh, or push, I should say. But uh, I definitely think the Steelers get the job done. As much as all the faith I have in the Ravens, I do think the Steelers are in a must-up tease play because these games are always close. So if you're going to get the Steelers with over a touchdown in points, I like that. He's the Steelers up, but straight up, a little iffy on me. I'm feeling good about Baltimore. I hear you. Um, no levy on Bell, and everybody. the latest rumor was, uh, hey, after the trade deadline, he's going to be there. He just doesn't want to get traded. Well, Monday it came out they weren't going to trade him. Tuesday was the deadline, and there's still no levy on Bell. Is he going to play this year? Your guess is as good as mine. They don't man. need him. James Conner's been more than anything they could have asked for. In fact, he's putting up better numbers than did last year. I believe Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk came out this week, too, and said, uh, you know what? Maybe he doesn't play, and there's just an agreement at the end of the year that they're just going to let him walk away, and, and that'll that be it. seems to be the direction they're going, honestly. It won't surprise me if Bell doesn't play a game this year. See what happens. In a game that I absolutely love, the Lions and the Vikings, the Vikings playing five and a half. I am happily in this five and a half after the Vikings just were embarrassed against the Saints. Yeah, they were. Um, I'm not too happy about it because of this little stat you showed me about the public. Uh, the Vikings in a division game, they haven't uh, played their best game. Whenever you think they're going to come out there and play well, they haven't. Yep. So uh, the Vikings uh, home field doesn't, they don't have that home field presence that they had the last defense year. defense has just been so different. If they win, they win, but the Lions are going to cover this game, I'm telling you. So Vinny's taking the Lions, getting five and a half. I'm laying the five and a half. Uh, it's something about a home team being embarrassed on prime time, which they were. Uh, I'll take the, uh, the Vikings laying the five and a half. Falcons, Redskins, Vinny, and, and this is a, a pretty good game, which at the beginning of the year, you wouldn't have thought so. But no. three and four Falcons against the six. Uh, five and two, excuse me, Redskins. Redskins out there, they're the buyer at the deadline, and the Falcons just sitting pat thinking whatever happens, happens. The Redskins are going to win this game. Uh, Atlanta on the road, I don't like it. Um, who knows what the weather's going to be in Washington. I feel like it's every game rains there for some reason. Yeah. But um, Adrian Peterson, I think he continues his dominant season. No Chris Thompson. Uh, yeah, he's going to get the bulk of the carries again. I expect another 100 yards and a touchdown from that guy. And Alex Smith, we all talk about what a great game manager he is. Um, I think Washington's going to end up putting up more points than Atlanta. I think they're going to come out a little sluggish. And it's Jordan Reed time. If this guy doesn't go out there and catch a touchdown, you can drop him safely in fantasy. It's disappointing year for somebody like that. Especially, you know, Alex Smith loves the tight end. Exactly. Appreciate and Jordan Reed with all the talent this guy has, maybe all the injuries have caught up to him. It's now. been absolutely terrible, Vinny. And uh, I'm buying him for one more week against the Falcons. He has a couple nice matchups. I'm starting him tomorrow because of bye weeks in fantasy. Uh, I agree with you. I think the Redskins – win this game. Falcons on the road, I agree with. Falcons' defense is horrific, um, and I like the Redskins here. Two points, no problem. Uh, Vinny, another now interesting game of the day is Texans-Broncos in Denver. It is the Demarius Thomas revenge game after, uh, what, five days since he's been traded? Yeah, and uh, you know I like my Broncos at home. Uh, This is a tough game. I do think Denver is going to serve Houston their first loss since they got a three-start. Give me Case Keenum in the over there. Uh, Demarius Thomas is going to be interesting to see how he does over there, but I think it's going to be a big-time game by uh, DeAndre Hopkins because I think the Broncos know how good Demarius is, and they don't want him to beat us. So I think DeAndre is going to come up with a huge game, but I do have the Broncos winning this because I think Watson is going to make a couple mistakes because mile high, the defense just plays a lot better at home than they do on the road. They do. I'm taking the Texans here. Uh, I still am. They're, just, they've, they're starting to find it. I don't like this Broncos offense. I really don't. I think Sutton will have a nice day. And when I say a nice day in a PPR league, I think his floor is probably about 12 points. Vinny, six catches, 60 yards, somewhere around there is a safe floor. You love Emmanuel Sanders, Lindsey, because Freeman. On the other side of the ball, we didn't talk about this when we talked Thomas. I don't know if his value gets any better here in Houston because he was still a number two option. He's a number two option here. But because of the share that Hopkins demands and Hopkins gets, I don't know what to, uh, Thomas's floor is. I think it's tomorrow. better. I think it's really? Will Fuller, who had a pretty good year. He had, uh, he had two games that were stinkers. But yeah, for but the most part, Will Fuller got a lot of targets. He did. And now you have, if Kiki Kute plays, you don't know what that fits into also. So I'm very hesitant on Mary Thomas tomorrow. I'm more confident with Sutton. I agree with that. But I definitely think Demarius' stock went up. You do. So there you go. Certainly playing with a better quarterback. Oh, right? yeah. Case Keenum is going. As you like to, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, he's a winner, though. He's a winner. Uh, so I'm taking uh, – we're on opposites there. I'm on the Texans. You're on the Broncos. 
Chargers, Seahawks, Melvin Gordon supposed to play. Uh, not definite, though, so you want to keep an eye on that in fantasy. Chargers coming off a bye in Seattle. It is a pick em. I have it as a pick em. And I'm going to take Seattle at home, Vinny, because it's not the Legion of Boom anymore, but that defense is, is starting to play pretty good. Seattle is playing a little better. Uh, they won their last two against Oakland and Detroit. Uh, not that they're the greatest teams in the world right there, but uh, Chargers are hot. They're starting to click on all cylinders. Uh, they've won, let's see, four in a row. Yep. So I'm riding with the Chargers. Coming off a of bye week, more time to prepare. Going into Seattle is not as scary as it used to be anymore. Agreed. Uh, Phillip Rivers has got to click around all cylinders. Uh, Chargers defense, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll make uh, Wilson make some mistakes. If they can shut down the run, make them one-dimensional, the Seahawks are a very beatable team. And I think the Chargers are just going to put up more than Seattle. It's plain and simple. Uh, Eckler, if uh, Melvin Gordon is out, I think he's another interesting star for Daily Fantasy because that guy is one of the most underrated running backs in football. I agree with you. Carson likely to play. Again, you want to keep an eye on that because if he doesn't play, it'll be the Mike Davis show. Um, I'll take Seattle here, Vinny, but can you, while we're talking about these teams, it's kind of a giveaway, but what team in the NFL leads the league in big plays, which would be runs of more than 10 yards and passes more than 20? I'm going to guess Seattle. No, it's the Chargers. Chargers. It is the Chargers. The Chargers lead the league in big plays, which is just showing you Phillip Rivers is having a tremendous season. You have Williams, uh, you know, catching these big plays. Melvin, Gordon, that offense is just, it's so special, but I don't know if Gordon plays, and for that reason, I have to take Seattle. No, right, but we're indecisive on that one as well. A lot of a lot of games here. We're uh, on the other side of the ball. It's a tough slate, if you ask It is. It, it is. really is. I agree with you. Uh, Rams, Saints, Vinny, and this is the game of the day. You have other ones pretending to be, this is it, man. The Rams, 8-0, Saints, 6-1, in New Orleans, and the Rams are giving two and a half on the road. This is going to be the game Sean Payton's gambles do not pay off, because he does them every single week. And it's finally going to come back to bite them in the ass. The Rams are going to win this game. They're a better team. I know New Orleans is not an easy place to play, but I love the Rams. I just think they are the best team. There's no stopping Todd Gurley. And uh, the the new defensive accusations, I think they can hold down the Saints. Uh, It should be a high-scoring game. But give me the Rams due to Sean Payton coaching mistakes, gambles that do not pay off for Uh, once. I agree with you. I'm on the Rams here. The over-under is 57 and a half. I'm, I, and I, I wouldn't touch either one. That's a scary over-under. It's probably going to be right around that. Uh, it's a high bar, but are you surprised if it goes over? No, you're not surprised. <laughs> I'm actually anticipating for it to go over. I do think it will. I agree with you. I'm on the Rams. I just think they're the better team here. And it's no knock on the Saints. who are playing awesome. They are a Super Bowl, legit Super Bowl contender, Vinny. But the Rams, they're the most complete team. We say it every week. Uh, Cooper Cup likely back that's another weapon that's for Jared Goff. yep I'm on the Rams as well laying the two and a half and I almost feel like Vinny this is one like you'd like to say it's a Kershaw discounted game <laughs> I feel like the Rams here are discounted this is true this is true on the road uh but listen the Saints are no fluke they haven't uh they're on a win streak themselves I think they won six in a row now so they have. um no fluke Drew Brees is a great quarterback better than Jared Goff but uh this is the Rams we're talking about and I do think they're the best team I think they go in there discounted Rams sign me up I agree with you. Uh, the night game, another awesome game. Uh, Packers, Patriots, and uh, it's New England 6-2. and two. In their last five games, Vinny, they're averaging 36 points per game. That offense has finally found it, and it's clicking. Oh, yeah. They're back in Green Bay, like I say, over and over again. They're not a good team. They're not going into Foxborough and beating Tom Brady in that building. I don't care who his running back is. I don't care who his number one wide receiver is. I don't care if Gronk's playing or not. Tom Brady makes things happen. This team has figured it all out. They're probably not going to lose the rest of the season anymore. Everyone worries about their September woes. It happens. They lose in September. Yep. Guess where they don't lose? The rest of the season. So, Green Bay, you're no exception. Aaron Rodgers, you're great and all, but your team is dog shit. Give me the New England Patriots. I believe the spread opened at seven. It's now down to five and a half. Well, uh, people are going to be betting Rodgers because they're, oh, this kind of Rodgers. Right. That's what they're doing, but they're idiots. I am Rule all, number one. I am all over New England here at home. Primetime, primetime Brady. Sony Michelle could be back, which is just another weapon for Brady. Um, Not good news for James White owner. Oh, it's still it's fine. It doesn't matter whatsoever. Vinny. To me, he's gonna you're gonna have um, Sony Michelle taking those Cordaro Patterson handoffs. <laughs> James White in the passing game is still a running back one in PPR in full point PPR format. Love James White the rest of the season. Love the Patriots tomorrow, giving the five and a half. And then you have the Monday night game, which we'll talk about uh, on Monday before the show. It is the Titans-Cowboys, and it's a five-and-a-half spread. So they are giving a ton of love to those Amari Cooper Cowboys 
coming off a bye. We'll talk about that on Monday night. Double bye week for Amari Cooper. Yeah. yeah. The Raiders had him with the Cowboys. Yeah, good for that guy. He needs a double bye week, right? <laughs> Uh, five minutes before 11, Vinny, and it is, you mentioned, a big college day. There are a lot of good games on college, and you can't start the college game uh, game day talking about it without Alabama LSU. It is one versus three, Alabama laying 14 points. It's the night game on CBS, 8 o'clock. And you laughed at me on Monday when I gave my prediction. I did. And I put LSU three over Notre Dame. You, you thought did. I was just burying Notre Dame. I did. I did say Notre Dame deserves the number three. But I knew LSU was going to be three. Why? Because they're facing Alabama this week. Plain and simple. They want the game to be even more hyped. It looks better when it's one versus three and not one versus four. Plain and simple. That's it. So there you go. Not putting down Notre Dame. That's why they did it. This game, though, in Death Valley makes it interesting. This is the lowest spread Alabama has had all season long. 14 points. Not like LSU is a bad team, but Alabama is a great team. And every single part of the game, special teams, everything, they just – they're just massive. They're just so much better, so much faster than everybody, stronger, everything. Uh, I see them covering 14. That's discounted Alabama Crimson Tide, if you ask me. Um, Tua, I, LSU's quarterback's not that good. If they can stop the run, LSU's run, which I know they can, they're in for a long day. Alabama's going to win, and they're going to cover the 14. I, uh, listen, you are the college guy. I have teased Alabama down in two teasers. I love this also. I agree with you. We're, we're talking discounted Kershaw. Discounted Rams. This is discounted Alabama. This might be the first game you actually see Tua play the fourth quarter. This guy's <laughs> going the Heisman Trophy. He gets pulled in the second half every single game. Let's talk about uh, Notre Dame then, Vinny, since you said you weren't bashing them. This is 8 Notre Dame. They are ranked fourth in Northwestern. The spread is 10. And this is not a cakewalk for Notre Dame. No, but this is a Northwestern team that just came off a big win against Wisconsin. So uh, this is a team that could really build up their resume with a Notre Dame win. I got Notre Dame winning this game, but I do have them playing down to their competition like they always do, and Northwestern is going to cover this game at home. It's going to be a big game, prime time. This is the big circled game by Northwestern. I really like them to cover, but Notre Dame will probably end up pulling out the win. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, Mini, and uh, listen, 6-2 and two Penn State, they're not making the, you know, the college playoffs, if you will, now at 6-2. and two. a lot of help. Yeah, Michigan 7-1, and one. spread is 12, Michigan laying the 12. This is the ESPN 345 game. Yeah, and uh, Penn State needs a lot of help. Nowhere to start looking first than number five ranked Michigan. But Michigan hasn't lost a game since Notre Dame in week one. And coming off two Big Ten victories of MSU and Wisconsin, I love Shea Patterson in Michigan. They started to figure out. They're starting to click. Always had a good defense. Shea Patterson's now finally playing up to the Shea Patterson I was expecting coming out of the SEC and now for the Big Ten for Harbaugh. Michigan was my pick to go to the national title game and lose to Alabama. I'm riding with Michigan. Go Blue. Is there, and listen, I don't want to get off topic here, but is there a team right now that could beat Alabama? No. No, there, and there's really no one close second. There's no You one. don't have Clemson being a close second. No, I don't. No. Clemson, if you look at their schedule, is an absolute cakewalk. They and didn't play anybody. They're this playing year. Louisville today. The spread, I think, is 34 or something. It's, uh, so, it's higher than that. It's actually one of my plays. You have Clemson? Uh, no, I have Louisville. So you get I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points. Uh, Vinny, West Virginia, Texas, uh, two ranked teams. Texas giving two points in Texas. I love Briere. He's one of my favorites. He had a really rough game two weeks ago against Iowa State, but he took it out on Baylor with an atrocious defense. They put up 58 on them. Uh, Texas is coming off a loss to Oklahoma State, but they've been holding it down at their home. So uh, it's going to be a tough game. I'm going to give Texas a slight edge here as much as I love Briere. Um, it's, it should be a nice, close shootout of a game, but uh, Texas at home, they need to come back from that loss to Oklahoma State. Seven the right to Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Two years ago, we mentioned it before, it was Baker versus Mahomes, Vinny, in a, in a classic shootout. Oklahoma is giving 13.5 points in Texas Tech. Yep, and Texas Tech already has two losses this year. They cannot afford a third one, and nothing will spice up that resume more than a win against Oklahoma. I love Texas Tech to cover in this game. Wow. They're a tough team at home. I know Oklahoma is really, really good, but uh, listen, Texas Tech, they can put up points. So can Oklahoma. So they can roll with them. They can keep up with them. And at home, I really like them to Fred, maybe Oklahoma wins, but it won't surprise me one bit if Texas Tech actually pulls up this upset. Give me the home dog over here. And the last one I have written down is Nebraska, Ohio State. Ohio State's laying the 19. I bring this up because Ohio State is coming off. This is their first game since that Purdue loss, an mm-hmm. embarrassing loss where I said to you, Ohio State might be one of the most overrated teams in college football. Right. And this is this team's revenge game. This is a two and six Nebraska team. They have to manhandle this team to uh, get some. Votes back, uh, they're ranked, what, number 10? Yeah, yep. number 10. And we all know they play Michigan in the last game of the season. That usually is the game that decides which team goes into the college football playoffs. So, absolute revenge game. Ohio State is one of my plays as well. Minus 18 
at home, sign me up because after a loss, Urban Meyer gets this team at, uh, in complete revenge mode, and that's not a team you want to face after a loss. So Ohio State minus 18. We'll get into those picks. That is one Ohio State minus 18. We also alluded to Louisville. I'm taking them with the 39 points. Here's why. Clemson, schedule sucks. Look at their schedule. They haven't played anybody. Louisville, they've lost five in a row. They need this game. This is all they're playing for. This is all they have to beat Clemson or at least put up a game. I think it'll be close. I think Louisville, the quarterback, yeah, his name is Tess, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I think he is a decent enough quarterback to put up points against Clemson. I know Clemson has one of the best defenses in the country, but Louisville getting too many points. They need this game. They need to be competitive in this game. 39, they will cover. Missouri plus seven. They're facing Florida today. And uh, Florida coming off a big loss. I don't really like Florida at all. Drew Locke is a, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, if not the best, the second best quarterback. I can't put him over Tua. Give me Missouri. I'm buying the half point. Give me them at seven. I like Drew Locke getting those points. Georgia and Kentucky. I love how you didn't bring up that game. That's a six versus a nine, but it's Kentucky. No one believes in Kentucky. Yeah. Guess who else doesn't believe in Kentucky? Me. This guy right here. Georgia has a loss already. They cannot lose the rest of the season if they want any hopes of making the college football playoffs. So I like Georgia to go in there, win by at least two possessions. Give me the Bulldogs minus nine. So we got Louisville plus 39, Ohio State minus 18, Missouri plus seven, and Georgia minus nine. Those are the plays. And you know what? Throw me in some Alabama. Give me some <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide minus 14. How can I leave them off here? Discounted Bama, I got I to gotta jump on that train. Absolutely. So Ohio State minus 18, Louisville plus 39, Missouri plus 7, you're buying the half, Georgia minus 9, and Alabama minus 14. Those are the official college plays for this week. Let's get it. And I'm putting that up on our Twitter right now. It's a, it's a nice day. If you're not into college football, you just started doing the college football playoff rankings, and uh, it's always fun to talk about who gets in, who doesn't get in. But um, UCF, they played um, the other night, Thursday night, and they, uh, they beat Temple, and it came down to the wire. Honestly, they ended up winning by, I think, like 10 points around there. And it came down to the wire, and somebody had a decent point. UCF always complains that they won the national title last year, and they should have been in the playoffs. What if Alabama played Temple? What if Clemson played Temple? What if Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, uh, those teams, LSU, played Temple? They wouldn't be winning by 10 points. If UCF got in the college football playoff and had to play an SEC team, they would get the doors blown off them. <laughs> Absolutely belong in there because their conference isn't good enough plain and simple and we didn't talk about it but pittsburgh a huge win last night in college football pittsburgh games. is always one of those teams that have humongous wins all the time they're never the best team but they always come up with humongous upsets and they did it again and uh anything else with college before we wrap it up and talk baseball no that's it i think we covered it all so it is 1103 here over the top sports Vinny, and uh you and i could talk baseball all the time uh oh, we yeah. about 100 days pitches and catches report probably a little bit more i think it's probably like 102 to be exact but um free agents are out there you already saw trevin rosendahl signed uh, he didn't play last season came off surgery but he got a contract you saw clayton kershaw get his contract so let's start there with clayton kershaw Vinny. the extension is three years 93 million dollars and he was never leaving no no and um i saw rob even said he was surprised by it he thought it was too much no this is this is still kershaw and whether he sucks in the postseason or not, don't you love the 20 and 0 that he does in the regular season yeah. all the time? He's been a fellow Dodger. He's been the guy. But he's battling injuries. He didn't. What Listen, was his record this the year? velocity's down. He's definitely getting injured more. But the Dodgers have to pay him. Someone else give him that money. I'll, I'll scratch my. I'll question it a little bit. But the Dodgers have to give him that money. You can't let Clinton Kershaw walk. No, you can't. He is Mr. Dodger. Um, trying to see what his numbers were for this season. They weren't good. <laughs> I had nine a, and five, two point seven three ERA. Yes, yeah, spent more time on the DL than actually pitching. Twenty six starts last year. Twenty seven starts the year before that. Twenty one starts. Then he had thirty three in twenty fifteen. Um, so the last three years he hasn't had over twenty seven starts. And then the big picture when he does start in October, <laughs> right. not good. Not uh, good. Listen, this it might be fine for this year. It could uh, even work out next year. Three years from now, when you're paying him $31 million and he's out there going to make 15 starts just because of how many innings he's thrown, I think it's going to look horrible. And so. you as the fantasy guru, probably the last decade, this guy's been the first pitcher off the board. Yes. He's still the first pitcher to go off no, the board now. It should be Scherzer. And is he, if he's not number one, yep. is he three? Is he four? Is he five? I would have, you, you saw the report, the Indians are looking to move Kluber, so it would depend where he goes. Um, I'm sure Kershaw is still going to be in the top five, Indian. I like having um, 
the first two rounds, I'll usually go hitters. I will never take a pitcher in the first round. In your league, I took Scherzer in the second round, just because how the settings are. Complete mm-hmm. games, shutouts. You know, Mad Max is a bulldog, so I'll look there if he's there. Otherwise, I'm not taking a pitcher until round four. I'm really not. With just look at Walker Bueller. Look at Jack uh, yeah. Flaherty. How he came. You can out. always pick one up. You can you always end up picking who blossomed up and turned out to be great. Yep. And uh, who knows? I feel like the starting picker values are going down more and more because of how valuable the bullpens have become right. as well. So. So Clayton Kershaw, I'm thinking round, and somebody will overpay. But you know, to that round point, three, to round that point, four, maybe you have to reach out more for the Max Scherzer, the Corey Kluber's, the Chris Sells, because right. those are the guys that do go deep in the games. Chris Sale, the Red Sox picked up his option. They're going to talk long term, and I was wrong. Apparently, he doesn't need off-season surgery. They said just rest. So uh, you know, you never, you never like to hear surgery, but you almost wish you would have known what was wrong because now heading right. into next year, you're thinking. All right, he just needed some rest, and you don't know what will turn out there. What you expected. So. And um, David Price, yes. we all saw that happening. Yes. He was going to stay in. Um, no matter how good he pitched in that <laughs> World Series, um, no one was paying him more than the Red Sox current contract. Right. He's got to make so, it $30 million. Right, yeah. He'll, he'll be there, and uh, you hope you get uh, a quarter of what he gave you this year because he was very good this year, especially in the playoffs. Vinny, here we go. We'll start with the big names. Bryce Harper, 26 years old. A, does he? a $300 million contract, and B, where does he end up? This is uh, Bryce. Bryce. Sorry. Um, 26 years old, wants the 300 mil. I think the only team that will pay him the most money, I think he's going to go to the team that pays him the most money. Okay. I think the team that will pay him the most money is the Nationals. You do. I think he's going to stay put there. Um, I know the Phillies were circling around there. Uh, Odd Shark has them as a favorite. Yep. I know the Yankees, uh, people were talking about that, but I don't feel as confident with Brett Garner. Coming back, even though it's only you know it's a cheap one-year deal, uh, I got I got to roll with the Nationals. I think they are the team that will give him the most money. I think that's all he cares about. I'm gonna go with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, they're a, they're a they're a decent shot. They're not a long. Shot. He loves John Madden for some reason. Uh, Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Me. John, not John Madden, the Madden guy. <laughs> he loves Joe Madden. That is a an aging team. That is a team that needs to start getting rid of your Ben Zobris, your Jason Haywards, your. They have to start making some room. They just picked up Hamill's $20 million option. Yeah. This is a team that wants to give it one more run. Um, I could see him going there. I don't know, you know what the terms would be. They'd have to make some sort of move to uh, clear space anyway. I'm going with the Cubs. Vinny, Manny Machado, 26 years old. He just had one of the worst playoffs. <laughs> um, and it, it came out this playoffs lazy and a bit of a dirtbag. Yeah, and that's why I don't think the Yankees are going to go in on him. I think that really turned him off. Um, I got him going to the Philadelphia Phillies. They seem to be big players. It looks like they're ready to give out that kind of money to one of these two players. So since I don't have Bryce going there, I think they go all in on many. I agree. And with he you. fits the uh, typical Philadelphia fan. So, I, I seeing all, yeah, all his shenanigans. He he fits like he belongs to Philadelphia with uh, behavior. We've seen. I completely agree with you. The Phillies just signed a huge TV deal. They need to bring in star power. Carlos Santana is not that. That didn't work out. Yeah. I think Manny Machado ends up there with a nice core in the infield, at least with Hoskins and Kingery and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those other young pieces. Vinny, Patrick Corbin, 29 years old, rumored to your Yankees. Yep, and that's where I got him going. The Yankees need a pitcher. He's the best one on the market. you got to go out there and get him. They have no other choice. I completely agree with you, and I think even if they overpay here, Patrick Corbin will be a New York Yankee. And I'm fine with that. They need him. Craig Kim, three years old, Vinny, and he's coming off a, a shaky at best season and a shaky at Playoffs. He actually stayed with the Sox. He signed. Did he really? Uh, yep, he signed with the Sox late last night. So he's, he's staying there. I also expected him to stay there as well. I did as well. And everything that his daughter went through with the cancer and the pediatric uh, there, the team rallied about him. Alex Cora had all the plays wearing shirts in the spring training. Yeah. I never thought he was leaving. It does look like he's on the decline, though. It does. He's still, he's still one of the best, but he's yep. definitely not that dominant automatic guy you know, he once was. I agree with you. Dallas Cole, 31 years old, Vinny, and you just never know type of start you'll get with this guy. Yep, he's shaky. I think the Astros are ready to move on from him, and I see the Angels going out there and scooping him up. I don't know where he ends up. I saw, uh, you know, it was rumored the Red Sox. Um, I really don't know. The Angels, <laughs> I'll, I'll skip that one. The Angels do make sense. Um, I have no idea. A.J. Pollock, Vinny, 31 years old. Where do you think he ends up? Meet the Mets. Oh, I, I think he goes to the Mets, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, I think they're a team that I think they, they'll feel like they're getting him on a discount only because he's always injured. And I think they're going to take a shot at A.J. Pollock, and he's going to be the centerpiece of your new lineup since Yoenis Cespedes doesn't feel like playing baseball. I'm going to go with the Twins. I just think he gets a one-year deal from the Twins in like that Irvin Santana show-me type deal, Pollock coming off injuries. 
Um, they have a, a young outfield already, but they don't, they're missing that center fielder. They're missing that piece. He, to me, is like a Twins player, uh, you know, like that five-tool type wannabe. A one-year deal. A uh, one-year deal. He's not going to get a huge deal, uh, in my eyes at least. We need J.A. Happ, 36 years old, was great with the Yankees in the trade, and then the playoffs imploded. For some reason, I can kind of see him going to the Red Sox. You can. Yep. Uh, I feel like they're going to lose Evaldi, and uh, they need to fill, fill out some rotations there. I was going to make some kind of move. I, know, I don't see them being huge players after winning the World Series or yep. not, but – I think Jay Happ ends up going over to Boston or maybe even uh, Robbins Braves. I have the Yankees. I think he gets another deal from the Yankees here. I really do. And that, that rotation is not uh, solidified. It's not strong. It's not good. You saw what he did for them in the regular season to me, especially in that ballpark. I think he kind of showed you something. I really do. They're probably ready to walk away from CC Sabathia too. So Could be. that makes sense for bring back uh, Jay. Nathan Evaldi, Vinny, 29 years old. You don't know. Again, what are you going to get with this guy? Playoffs. Awesome. Regular season with the Red Sox, hit or miss? I have no idea. I feel like he's going to end up on a weird team, like maybe uh, maybe Milwaukee at best. But I feel like he's going to sign to that uh, that kind of looking out team, maybe even St. Louis Cardinals, I could say. I'm going Twins as well, and I think this is going to be another overpay, you know. Uh, twins making moves this offseason. Yeah, huh? Are they going to be the Brewers next year? It's possible, man. They have a, an interesting core. They really do. And I think you have Joe Maurer's contract coming off the books. You have a little bit of money. I think you, you see. Twins moves, nothing crazy. Crazy that Evaldi might be the second best pitcher, yeah. I could say, uh, in this free agent class. Charlie Morton, Vinny, where do you see uh, Astros are not picking him up. This is a guy in the beginning of the year throwing 100 miles an hour. I definitely thought the Astros would pick him up. That surprises me. Um, where where he ends up, uh, I don't know. I'm going Brewers here. This has Brewers written all over it. A, a sinker ball type pitcher in that ballpark. Uh, has a rotation that needs a ton of help. To me, Brewers. Brewers seem like a good fit. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to say he's signs. Here's a weird place for you. Go ahead. The San Diego Padres. The Padres. Because they always make that one weird signing every single year. And they're going to be like, why are you getting Charlie Morton? You guys are going to finish in last. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> I, I, I'll go with San Diego. Michael Brant, who uh, finally was healthy, put a decent season together, 31 years old, left-handed bet. Um, I feel like the Indians will take him back. You do. I think he's been uh, an Indian for a long time. He's had a couple of really good seasons for them. I don't think they're going to give up on him just yet. And I'm not sure. Everybody you read says the Yankees. It's not going to be the Yankees. They're not going to go get Michael. No, so. don't forget. They have Jacoby Ellsbury, man. He's not so. coming back either. He will never play another game. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, that's why I was surprised with Gardner because I thought they were so convinced with uh, Aaron Hicks. Right. And I, I still think they're going to bring Aaron Hicks back. And they also have Quinn Frazier in the uh, minors. Also uh, it looks like Quinn Frazier is definitely going to be that piece. But another thing is, is this guy ever going to play again? Because he's always constantly yeah. getting concussions. And that's part of his value. Vinny, Nelson Cruz, interesting name, 38 years old, the boomstick, one of the best bats in baseball, faced a little bit of injuries this season. But if he's a DH, he is a, right. you know, a top bat you're adding to a lineup. He's definitely staying AL. And I actually got him going to the Houston Astros. I do too, man. I completely agree with you. I can see him on maybe a one-year deal or yep. something, but uh, – Obviously, he's old, but that's a great guy to have in that lineup. Love that fit. Andrew McCutcheon, 32 years old. Andrew McCutcheon, I could for some reason see going back to Pittsburgh. Could you really? <laughs> I really could. Um, I just feel like he has a relationship with that city. He's not coming back to the Yankees. And um, I don't know. He was pretty good. He did a lot of walks. Uh, I know a lot of people are into that OBP. Maybe even the Oakland Athletics, if they could get him for cheap. Yeah, I don't know where you put him either. Um, he has to play right field. He's not a center fielder anymore. He was very good right. with the Yankees. Uh, it did not work out in San Francisco. He cannot be in a pitcher's ballpark. His numbers will just look like complete garbage. His OB does fit an Oakland Athletic uh, it does. system. Over it there. Definitely so, does. Wouldn't surprise me as long as the price tag isn't high because we all know Billy Bean doesn't pay for anybody. Right. And then you need Piscotti to move over. Would that work out? I don't know. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, Vinny. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be all that valuable. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a lot of money. Um, I could see him staying with L.A. Yeah, I don't really care, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> he's not Mike Moustakis. The mouse, um, he's another guy. He's probably going to go to a weird team. Um, I could see the twins maybe with him. I'm going the Atlanta Braves. I think that top prospect in Austin Riley down there. They were interested in him last year, right? Right. And I just think, uh, you know, maybe he's that transition piece to to Austin Riley. I think the Braves are going to be active. I think they know that they're close. So I could see the Braves, who knows, two-year deal, whatever. Josh Donaldson, Vinny, and I think we are, we're going to agree on yeah, this one. Yeah, I have a feeling we are, too. St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Can't see him going anywhere else. I completely agree with you. And that was rumored last year. I don't know where else he would fit. But it's a I, perfect fit. Yeah, I agree with you. St. Louis for me. David Robertson, Vinny, does he stay with the Yankees? 
I don't know. I, um, I think Britain's definitely going to leave. I could see keeping D-Rob. Uh, I'd rather keep Britain just for the lefty aspect of him. Yep. Uh, I could see the Mets getting one or the other, Robertson or Britain. I don't know where Robertson ends up. Britain is the next guy on my list. I think he's an Atlanta Brave. They need to add another piece to that bullpen. That'd be that nice would fit. fit. Yep, I agree with you there. Uh, Vinny, DJ LeMahieu, and I'll start with this one. This is who the Mets will sign. I think they're going <laughs> to pick him for second base. An average guy, a top-of-the-order type guy, a table-setting guy. I could see the Mets paying for DJ LeMahieu. I could see that. I could also, for some reason, see the Toronto Blue Jays. I just feel like he's a dome guy. Uh-huh. And uh, I could also see Mustaukas, uh playing for the Blue Jays. They just lost uh, Solarte. They didn't sign him back. So maybe that's a good fit for Toronto. They like those uh, low-value price power guys. They do. What about Daniel Murphy? Yankees. You do? I do. I think he's going to be the first baseman for the Yankees. It's time to get up on Mr. Birdie. And, so he would uh, platoon with Voight, you would think. Yeah, and even if he has to play second base, because we don't know what's going on, obviously, with Didi out, Lieber sliding over, we don't have that second base. I'll take a crappy second baseman, unlike your Mets. He doesn't play a good uh, defensive second base, so they get him to the curb. I'll take him because I love the lefty, I love the leadership, and I love the big hits he brings. So I would love to see him. And I do think the Yankees go in and sign Daniel Murphy. There's so many places he fits. I would say the Yankees is fine. Meaning I think the Cubs stay in there. The Red Sox, listen, Petroya's done. Kinsler was a one-year deal, right? Look to him. He does. You, <laughs> you can see that also uh, playing second base for them. Adam Adovino, Vinny, who is one of the best relief pitchers all season long. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, you think he walks? I think he goes to the Mets, and I'll tell you why. Oh. He's got an apartment in Harlem. He was training in Harlem. He's a city Manhattan guy. I think this is one of those relievers the Mets go out and get. So all I'm, right, I could see because I definitely have the Mets going out there for a reliever. I am or Adam Adovino. Andrew Miller in what was his worst year, Vinny. I have him going to the Braves, who's my Braves guy. Yep, I think uh, they want that bigger name. So, uh, I think Andrew Miller goes to Atlanta. And I think the Mets also think the Mets oh, get man. at least two uh, relievers. And I only have the Mets getting two relievers and DJ LeMay, who on this list. So, uh, nothing crazy. Hey, I'll crazy tell you what, if you have a couple of these guys that you have going to the Mets, so they get Miller and um, whoever you just said before, um, they have better bullpen than the Yankees if you do that. It's a better – they're definitely getting better. If the Yankees uh, lose these guys. Right. You would have to see. Uh, Harvey, Vinny, 30 years old. I have him going to the Cubs. You do? I do. I'm going to Cubs. Wow. I had him either going to the Cubs, the Yankees, or the Dodgers just because he likes big name cities and he will go on a discount for a high priced city so he can go party. And I think he takes the money. I think he stays in Cincinnati. Wow. I think he stays there. Uh, Vinny, listen, everybody bashes this guy and he was awesome in the playoffs. Hinjin Ryu. Uh, LA likes him. You think, He'll you stay think so? in LA, yeah. Wade Miley. Wade Miley is an interesting one. Um, he definitely earned some money for the yep. Brewers, but for some reason, I don't think the Brewers are going to take him back. Um, I think Wade Miley is going to start being in that category of staying in the central, one of those guys. So I'm going to give him to the St. Louis Cardinals. Brian Dozier. Oh, value went down big time. I agree. Uh, this is a, this is one of the premier top He takes the second base. I agree. Um, you had him. Didn't you take him? Yeah, I had him. He was one of many I had along with Gary Sanchez and Clayton Kershaw in the first round. One of my worst drafted teams I've ever had. Dozier, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. You got a spot for him? I mean, LA, the Dodgers make sense. They need a second baseman. But then again, all the teams we just mentioned that need a second baseman, the Cubs would make sense to me. The Yankees would make sense to me. And the Red Sox would make sense to me. This is a guy that has put up 30 home runs, 20 steals a second baseman at a discounted price. Like, he ends up on a very good team, actually. Maybe even the Angels that they're uh, getting rid of Kinsler over there. I feel like that second base spot's open. Right. And, and listen, the reason why if you're the Angels, you have to do something that's either, A, we're going to rebuild, trade Mike Trout, or B, we're going to go for the team finally for once for Mike Trout. They're and that never, would be a good They're fit. never trading uh, Mike Trout, and they should definitely do whatever they can to get this guy in the postseason. Vinny, UFC, uh, any names that I don't have, I didn't bring up that you had? Adam Jones on there, but I also don't have a location for him. He's staying. He, he said at the deadline he wanted to stay there. I think they'll work that out. They need some sort of reason Why to go to the Why would he want to stay there? It's like Lundquist. Why do you want to stay in the Rangers? Well, yeah, I guess they're going to overpay for Adam Jones then and his values. He's, he's not as good as he, the all-star player he once was. No, not even close, but yet you need a reason to go to the ballpark. You need jersey sales. You need something. And if you move him, there's nobody on that if team. If he doesn't care about winning and he wants the money, I could see it. Uh, any names? That's all I got. So it is 11:20 over the top sports here on Saturday UFC tonight, Vinny, and what once was a awesome UFC mm-hmm. card with Diaz and Wyman Rockhold, and uh, it's now a mediocre at best UFC card. Yeah, I agree. The main event has a minus 700 favorite, who I am going to bet the underdog here with uh, Derek Willard. You are. Yeah, I hate Cormier. I don't think he's all that good, and um, he he takes some shots sometimes that he doesn't protect himself very well, if you ask me. 
Derek Lewis at plus 450. I'll put 100 on that and see if I could turn it into some, some nice little gold value there. Uh, I don't, I'm not too big in Cormier, but also it wouldn't surprise me if he wins. And then we see maybe Brock Lesnar come out or, you know, some his next opponent in line after the win. You know how you have to do that kind of stuff. I have Daniel Cormier Vinny, winning this in um, in what I don't expect to be close. I think Lewis will have a few shots. He was lucky last time. That last fight with that tall Russian Vulcan, it was Vulcan the whole way. Vulcan had the fight won if he just danced around the ring for another 10 seconds. So that was Lewis getting a lucky punch. This is UFC making money off Lewis while he's hot. Uh, Cormier's only lost to Jones. Right. And Cormier is a guy with, uh, even though he's fat, his cardio is very good. Mm-hmm. Lewis's cardio is not good. He's tougher than he looks, that's for sure. Yeah, I have and Cormier <laughs> winning this fight, um, and I think he won't have a problem with Lewis. And when all. do we see Bones Jones knock him out for a third time? Um, That's got to be their he's next gotta fight. Beat, he's, right? If he beats Gustafsson, uh, you know, on his first he fight, he will. Then I think you see that fight made. Um, who wants to see that again? It's okay. You, he, he borrows his title, but it will sell. It, it will. will sell. If he borrows his title and Bones Jones knocks him out and gets the title back, and uh, it's funny because Cormier calls him a drug head and all that, but uh, it's the same result. He's never going to beat John Bones Jones. I agree with you, but you're also talking about a guy that those only losses is to Jones. Like sure. you're talking about sure. a UFC, even though you don't like him, and I'm not his biggest fan. UFC future Hall of Famer, one of the best fighters of all time. This is true. Vinny, uh, the other night uh, fight then will be Chris Weidman. It was supposed to be Luke Rock holding what was your max bet of the year. Yep. It'll now be Weidman versus Ronaldo Souza. And uh, listen, Weidman coming back from another injury. Souza's 39 years old, I think. This is, um, this is a fight set up in New York for Weidman to be successful. If Weidman were to lose this fight, it's time to move on. But he will move. He will lose this fight, and we will move on from him. He's going to go back to the fight. To be his last pay-per-view. I'm taking Souza. Um, I don't like Weidman. I really think uh, he doesn't have it anymore. I know this guy's old. He probably doesn't have it anymore either. Yeah. But uh, Rockhold would have destroyed Weidman, and that would have been max play of the year. <laughs> I would have put everything in there. I wouldn't even bet this week. I would have put all my balance all on Rockhold. But uh, not happening. I still think Weidman loses. I just don't think he's, he's got it anymore. I have Weidman winning this fight. This is uh, listen, I'm not into the whole fix thing, but this is New York. Weidman's from New York. He lost an MSG last time. They right. They just can't. And, and that was a uh, you know a um, a whatever you call it. that was. He didn't really lose that fight, right? They they stoppage early and uh, there was a controversy. He got his ass kicked. Uh, Ronaldo Sousa is 39 years old. He's hanging on for relevance. Also, they handpicked this opponent for Weidman. They want Weidman to go out there and win, and I think he will uh, get the job done. So I'm on. And I'm on Weidman. And I'm on the dogs. And you're on both dogs tonight. And uh, what should one be them to hit. a mediocre card at best? Are you going to order it, Mike? I think I am, yeah. Are you going to get it anyway? Yeah, yeah. I'm a little disappointed with it, but it wouldn't surprise me to end up, you know, sitting down watching it tonight. Yeah, just for those two, I'll you know, I'll be into it for those two. And there's always a card, Vinny, like Lewis Vulcan last time, that will steal the show. So. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I, you know what? Uh, I'm looking at these odds here. Um, David Branch, minus 30, 370 favorite. There's no tight uh, right. odds here. Uh Carl Robertson, two favorite Israel uh, Adesanya. I didn't say his name right, but <laughs> minus three thirty-five. There's the the biggest favorite is Monty Jackson minus one thirty-five. I don't even think he's on the actual card. He's on the uh, prelim, so a lot of big time favorites in this uh, card as well. And you have Cormier, what seven hundred? Minus seven hundred. Yeah, it's unbetable to me. Uh, maybe you got to take him with a little prop to win by knockout, win by right. submission. What's probably win by submission? I can see that also, Vinny. Uh, we got five minutes to go here over the top sports. Before we get into Crown Jewel, which was a absolute disaster, <laughs> I have a Kobe note for you. 22 years ago, he debuted on today. He debuted at 18 years old. Do you know what he did in his debut? Mm, I'm gonna say 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, six minutes off the bench, zero <laughs> points. So <laughs> just goes to show you, you never know. Uh, you know, and Kobe Bryant. Where would you rank him uh, amongst Jordan, LeBron, and is he your third? He's up there. Um, he's always been a chucker to me, though. Um, I always respected his game. Um, but but he always he, he's played on some bad teams as well. And when he played on the bad teams, he was selfish. But the guy was always, always clutch, never afraid of the moment. He's, he's up there. LeBron is better than uh, Kobe. I hate to say that, but it's true. Uh, he, he's, he's top five, if you ask me, Kobe Bryant. So 22 years ago, as an 18-year-old, he debuted six minutes, came off the bench, zero points. And... Uh, I mean, one of the one of the greatest. So, Absolutely. Vinny, did you watch all of Crown Jewel? I watched uh, almost all of it. I missed Hogan come out to "I'm a Real American" in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> uh, so I didn't see that. How did that go? I didn't watch that part either. Um, 
give me your impression of the entire show. Um, it was boring, honestly. Um, the Styles match was kind of interesting, but uh, I all knew he was going to win. It was very yeah. predictable. Yes. It was very predictable. The Lesnar match was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think a true WWE fan is going to be pissed that, um, you know, it's just all about the legends. That's what it was about old guys. The, the main event wasn't even that bad, actually. It was kind of entertaining. But, um, yeah, yeah, your main event was all people who are on the full-time roster. Shane McMahon wins uh, the, the Crown Jewel uh, World Cup stupid trophy or whatever. And, um, and then Brock Lesnar, part-time champion yet again. They just won't put that title on Braun Strowman. Vince McMahon showed you yesterday that he will bend over for a dollar. Listen, that setup was big. WrestleMania almost, Vinny, with <laughs> yeah, the right. fireworks and, um, you know, just everything else added. The Cairo TV for Saudi Arabia. The pi- <laughs> right. You had the all-women, the first all-women's pay-per-view the night before, uh, Sunday of the same week. You had a born Titan Tron, not one firework. It was, it was ridiculous. And then Shane McMahon, listen, you're going to talk about, unless this is setting up for Punk Shane or anything like right. that, Vinny, you call this tournament the best wrestler in the world and then a part-timer, a co-owner of the company, wins the tournament when he's not in the tournament. And he wasn't even in the tournament, and he just steps in, fills in for the Miz. I actually thought the injury was real until uh, Miz started talking. It was uh, horrible. The, the drop, I was like, oh, that's a non-contact injury. And uh, he was selling it. Then once I heard him speaking, oh, I'm ready to compete. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now you're, now you're faking it. But he had it for a little bit. But, yeah, I didn't like that decision. I was really hoping. They were like, oh, no, that Miz can't compete. We were going to hear... But uh, CM Punk's never coming back. No. Ever coming back. Obviously, his UFC career failed, but he is so stubborn. You're never going to see Brooks in the WWE ring again. He will stand by his word. I don't think a WWE ring, but I think if Cody Rhodes does uh, another all-in or something like that, I think he's there. Eventually, it's still making money. Yeah, I mean, eventually, when does his money wear out? Right. Unless this guy's done a really good job. Uh, he's straight right. edge. He does not use enough alcohol and right. drugs. So, um, yeah, eventually, though, you got to figure he can make so much money by coming out for one event ever right. in any capacity, like you said. I agree with you. So um, the Braun Strowman thing to me, Vinny, is ridiculous. And Rob made a great point. The title was dropped this week by Roman Reigns with the leukemia, and it's so unfortunate. But you can't just then hand um, <laughs> the belt <laughs> to Braun Strowman. There has to be some sort of buildup to him. So they're basically giving it to Brock as like a, a placeholder. But he's training for UFC. You're not going to see him on Raw week to week. So I hate the move for that reason. And uh, loyal listener Bubba always says uh, they want Brock to have that title when he competes in the UFC for a title. So he'd be a double champ, WWE and uh, UFC. Which is, if, if you're Dana White, I don't want that. I don't want to no. <laughs> UFC any more WWE-like than it's already become. Right, right. I agree. But I feel like Dana White likes that stuff, to be honest with you. I really do. God, I think both sides want to see that happen as well, but we'll see. Lesnar's uh, got to drop that title at WrestleMania again, right? You, you would think so, if not sooner. Or do we see it sooner? Maybe uh, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble? Yeah. What is his contract anymore, too? I, I feel like no nobody idea. knows Lesnar's time. Usually, Brock Lesnar's contract's always revealed. Yeah. Everyone knows the exact last date we're going to get him. Every, I think everyone yeah. knows every time he's showing up. This time, I feel like nobody knows anything. Yeah, what drives me nuts, too, is and uh, listen, I've never really paid attention to this till we started talking wrestling. The fact that Triple H had to close out the show in Saudi Arabia, (laughs) it's infuriating. It's always about Paul Levesque. (laughs) It is horrible. And I thought that, listen, you said the match was entertaining. I thought it was horrible. Cade's mask fell off. Shawn Michaels looks so old. Um, The Undertaker's entrance is still (laughs) must-watch. Yeah, I thought you were going to make fun of how the end. It's must-watch. It's awesome. It could have been five minutes longer, and I still would have I must say my childhood is officially over watching a bald Shawn Michaels wrestle. Yeah. It's it's officially over. It's all gone. I took, I, it looked like the four of them couldn't move, and Triple H was the best out of all of them. He tore his probably, in that match. Did he really? Yes, he tore his pec in that match. That's why so, I was doing a lot of lefty uh, chops. Wow. Yeah, he tore his right pec. Triple so H. you don't know what so the now, surgery is so for that, his WrestleMania injury is in jeopardy. Absolutely. So that sucks for anybody hoping for that Dave Batista-Paul Levesque match. And that would be, uh, you don't know whether or not he would be right. back. But, uh, wow. So that's, odds are he's missing WrestleMania. That sucks because he usually does. has one of the better matches at WrestleMania. It does. It was still knowing him, it wouldn't shock me if he's there. Um, On a side note, yes. for, we've seen pedigrees a million times in our lives. Yes. Nobody 
sell the pedigree worse than Kane. It was horrible. That was the worst pedigree he's ever done. Usually he always lands yep. me first, but that one, he couldn't even get his arms wrapped around him. Yeah. It was just the worst pedigree. I was dying laughing what a horrible pedigree it was. And that was the pedigree that ended the show. And his full mask was off at one yeah. point. His full head was out. Oh, man. And then obviously it's fake, but Shawn Michaels, and they each had him up with the uh, tombstones. And yeah. He couldn't even find yeah. Kane's mask. And I was the Undertaker was dumb holding him up there until he does it. tickling his eyes. Yeah. Oh, man. He barely touched him. I was like, at least knock his mask off there. Do we see Triple? Uh, do we see HBK Undertaker WrestleMania? Um, I kind of want to see it. I, do I think we do, and I do want to see it. And I think it has to be the end for the Undertaker at this Both point. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. And uh, a Hall of Fame would be awesome if they uh, put Kane and Undertaker in it. You know, both of them separately. That would be cool, too. Right. And they, well, yeah. But I feel like they both have to induct each other as well. Right. But uh, especially since Paul Bear is uh, no longer with us. Agreed. Vinny, final thoughts here on this Saturday. A loaded college Saturday. I Yeah, college football. Let's let's get on the road. It's a big-time weekend. Breeders' Cup today as well. So anybody interested in the horses, go out there and check it out. It's a big gambling. It kind of gives me that Cinco de Mayo feeling here, only with football. <laughs> So enjoy it. And uh, that's it for me. Next week, one week from today, we'll be in San Francisco to see uh, the one and whatever Giants <laughs> against the two and whatever 49ers, Eli versus Mullins. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And uh, we'll be back on Monday night here, Over the Top Sports. Good night, everybody. <laughs>